Wednesday. Uh, it's every other Wednesday, but it's a Wednesday nonetheless. It sure is. Bruno, we're back. Episode five, buddy. We've done five wow. of these things now, man. That's getting seems, interesting. Seems like, thinking yeah, it seems like five. just yesterday. Yeah, it seems like just yesterday that we were like, hey, uh, you want to do a podcast with me? <laughs> and I was going, um, I don't know. That makes me nervous. Yeah, like, exactly. It's funny I'm to think okay. that now that, that you were on the fence about this whole thing. But yeah, here we go. Episode five, man. So it's been two weeks, and we've got a bunch of things to talk about. Um, I say a bunch of things, maybe not a bunch. We've got a lot of notes here. We'll see what we get to. So how 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 have your how's it been? How have you been for the last two weeks? It's been good. Start with that. Some changes yeah. on my end as far as um, some feedback from some listeners about me sounding like I was in a, my my audio sounded like I was in a Game Boy. So I bought a new microphone. Feel free to tell me if it's better, worse, or some people don't like hearing my voice, especially at work. <laughs> others are others are happy to hear my voice, but we shall see. I can see both sides of that, that statement. <laughs> I can too. Good, man. Good. Same here. It's been a hectic couple weeks for myself, um, for me personally, with my with my with my career. I was just telling Bruno off the air about all the fun I've had, and there have been a couple of days where, at the end of the day, the only thing that 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 helped me was just a cigar. So I've smoked a lot of cigars the last couple of weeks because I, I needed to. I'm um, one a day still, so. Yeah, I'm typically one a day, but there were days where, where I was looking at that one, just thanking it for everything uh, because it, it was uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you're having a bad day and you, you, you clip that cigar, you light the foot, and you just sit back and everything that happened just seems to fall away. Um, for, for that, that time where you're just enjoying that cigar, there's really not a whole lot else that, that matters. All the, the bad stuff that happened that day is, is pushed out of your mind, at least for me. Yep. Uh, I agree. And, and it's, it's very, very relaxing. So, yeah. So it's interesting and hopefully we'll get to this. This is one of the things we may talk about today. You know, I, I know what Adam means when he says he lit the foot of his cigar and we're not going to go into that now, but it's something that, you know. We were talking earlier about cigar culture and things like that. So we may go over some of that. One of the things I did want to start with is um, your local B&Ms. So summertime, well, it's not coming. It's here. It's hotter than <laughs> it is, yes. you know what in our area right now. Yes. And one of the things is a number of your brick and mortars will do cigar nights. And... I just did one last week. I'm probably going to do one this week. I would highly recommend that you take advantage of your local brick and mortar and whatever cigar nights. You know, the, the cigars, they're not, they don't charge you a stupid amount of money for what you're going to smoke. And then, of course, you get to enter the raffles. And they, the two guys I was with last week, I didn't win anything, which is okay. But the one guy won three times. He won two five packs wow. and a two hundred dollar box of cigars. Nice. So not, all, not only that, not to cut you off, Bruno, but I, I had one oh, thing fine. that came to mind right there. Um, you know, not only that, you get to you get to try a bunch of new cigars, you get to smoke some cigars. But one of the things that that you've heard us talk about many times is the social aspect. You're going to be hanging out with a lot of cigar guys, <laughs> and trust me, you will you'll strike up some conversations, and it'll be I'm sure it will be in a very enjoyable experience. Cigar nights are awesome. Yes, they are. Very awesome. So proceed. Sorry I jumped in there. Oh, you're fine. Um, one of the things that we are going to go over tonight is, um, as I explained in the last episode, a close friend of mine who's just starting to really smoke cigars, he told me kind of the diameter and stuff of cigar he was looking for, and he found it to be a little bit confusing when he started to look. So one of the things that Adam and I worked on well, Adam, I think more than me, <laughs> is looking at the different sizes and what does it actually mean. So him and I are going to go back and forth. You know, I'll introduce a couple, he'll introduce a couple, and then at the end we're going to talk about, you know, what you, you're going to hear all these different sizes, what size is right for you. We'll kind of go over that too. So one of the, I'm going to start with the smallest diameter. Remember from an episode or two ago, you're going to hear things like a 42 or a 44 or a 54. Remember, that's 64 of an inch in diameter. So the first one I'm going to start with is a Corona. So 
based on Adam's awesome research and giving us a nice site to be able to look at as we're doing this, because I'm too old to do this crap from memory. And the link to this will be in the show notes. Yes. So we got a corona. What is a corona? So one of the things that my friend said is he go he said, Well, is it a specific size or is it a range? What we're finding is it is a range. So just for instance, a corona, which is probably a little it's not your uh, Swisher Sweet size. It's a little larger than that. So it's five and a half to six inches long and a ring gauge of 42 to 44. So that's kind of where what you would call premium cigars start. And then next size after that is what they call a petite Corona. It's actually a little bit smaller. It's about four and a half inches and a slightly less ring gauge. So it's a, a, a smaller version of a Corona. And normally the ring gauge is 40 to 42. I'll let Adam introduce the next couple. <laughs> yeah, so uh, following that, we're going to get into the, the Corona Petit Corona small cigars. Um, you're, you're looking at a quick smoke, and even for someone like me who smokes slow, it's you know, small cigar. It's short, small ring gauge. Next one, though, we're going to change all that with the Churchill. Uh, <laughs> Churchill... I think it is actually a pretty standard size at seven inches by 47 ring gauge. And that's for, I think one of the things is, is when would you, when would you smoke this, these particular sizes, you know, and with the Churchill, I think that's you, you're dedicating some time. Yes, or you are. You're like Bruno. You're just a fast smoker. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> for me, that that's a, that's a dedication right there. Um, yes, it seven is. By 47. That's dedication. And we'll, we'll follow it up with, with the Robusto, which is kind of the, probably the most common cigar size out there Um, it is and my favorite yeah it's four and three quarters to five and a half somewhere in that range with a 48 to 48 to 52 ring gauge so there's some variance in there it's going to vary by company to company um with what they actually go with but in general robusto is going to be four and three quarters to five and a half uh inches by 48 to 52 and it's kind of the standard um it's the one that is every company, not everybody, come, not every line is going to come in all of these sizes. Uh, but the Robusto, you're probably always going to be able to find a Robusto. That's yes, pretty, pretty standard. I would agree. And Bruno, I'm going to take this next one because it is my preferred size. That'll work. The, the Corona Gorda. Uh, that's my preferred size. Five and five eighths by 46. Um, yeah, it's slightly a little, some a little bigger, six by 50 ish, but kind of right in that that same wheelhouse that is that's my preferred size i really love a corona gorda and why do i like that well it's just over years and years of smoking cigars it's just the size i've gotten comfortable with i mean i can do other sizes um i have recently uh done a lonsdale i know and what this week i've had you know toro i I can do other sizes uh i just know that i am a slow smoker and so i don't want to go anything large unless i'm really up to dedicating the the time to put into it something like a churchill i'm going to spend a couple hours with it um whereas the corona gorda that's the happy medium for me i'm really good there i can i can smoke it faster i can smoke it slow i can stretch i can make it last if i need to uh, and that's just been my personal preference and that's what, what a lot of this is is finding what your personal preference is try the different sizes uh real quick and then i'll give it back to bruno here one of the things though to keep in mind uh, and this is something uh someone told me years ago is that the size does change the the flavor of the cigar very much so um that that outer wrapper on the cigar is a very flavorful leaf um and as you get to a fatter ring gauge as you start to hit up in towards 60 and above um the area is going to be displaced by the amount of filler you're gonna get more filler than you're gonna get wrapper so you're gonna get more flavor from the filler than you're gonna get from the wrapper uh so as you get down to these smaller sizes, you're going to get more flavor from that outer wrapper. So it's just something to keep Very in mind. Much so. <clears throat> so one of the ones we were we talked to you a little bit ago about the uh, a dedicating some mind to a Churchill. Well, a double Corona is actually <laughs> larger. Yes. So we're talking seven and a half to eight and a half inches and 49 to 52 ring gauge. So that is definitely um, something that you must dedicate some time to. Um, Smoke as much of it as you want. You will hear people say you have to smoke it until it burns your fingers, which is what I prefer. You will hear some people say, oh, you have to leave at least an inch of it because after that last inch, it gets bitter. Smoke as much of it as you want. 
Yes. That's that, about all I can tell you. That's one of the things I always tell new cigar smokers. Uh, actually, my son asked me, so, well, when's the, when's, it done, when's the cigar done? So it's done when you're done. When you stop enjoying right. it, when you stop enjoying it, it's done. Uh, you don't have to. He said, well, I thought I had to smoke down all the way past the band. I'm like, well, you're, you're smoking my cigars. I wish you would. Uh, but no, it's whenever you feel like you're done, you, when you stop enjoying it, call it right there. You, wherever you get to, you get to. Um, I would, with Bruno, I tend to, let, let's smoke down so I'm, so I'm burning my fingers if I can. <laughs> Pretty much if uh, I had a clip that I could exactly. put around it and smoke it, there's been ones that I was like, oh, I wish I could I just I never want to let this go. Yes, yes. So, so what's interesting is something, <laughs> sorry. No. Uh, bourbon. Bourbon. <laughs> Fumes got to me. Sorry, drinking some good <laughs> Buffalo Trace. Nice. I know you're jealous, Adam. Very. So um, one of the things that Adam just said sparked something in my mind that I hear conflicting things about all the time. Leave the wrapper on, take the wrapper off. Which one? The band, right? The band, I'm sorry. Yes, okay. thank you. Yep. So personally, I'm Italian, so I have a tendency to sweat a lot. I will leave the band on because when I'm hoarding my cigar, if I don't leave the band on until I get close to it, I'll tend to squish the cigar a little bit too much some people i've heard people go oh you're leaving the band on just because you want to act like you're highfalutin and people know what you're smoking you know what it doesn't really matter <laughs> no smoke <laughs> if you want to take it off take it off i would highly recommend you take it off before you smoke it in other words once you get down to that level i don't think you want the paper to start burning and you smoke that too i would not recommend that no unless maybe you've got something like the cao the amazon basin that had the the leaf band that you could smoke through Correct. i don't even know that they still make those i don't know i haven't seen one in a long yeah, time i haven't either i have a friend that loved that cigar um that i'm pretty sure he picked up a box of them at one point i'll have to ask if he still has any of those Let's laying around then. all right so the last two that we're going to talk about are ones that i cannot smoke and that's the pen panatella and the Lonsdale. So, Panatella, five to seven and a half inches long, bring gauge of 34 to 38. It's like smoking a pencil. It's like smoking a pencil. Lonsdale, about six and a half inches, about a 42 ring gauge. And I'll tell you why I can't smoke them, and Adam can talk a little bit about them, and then we're going to talk about how you pick your size. Yeah. So, you've heard Adam say about a hundred times that I pretty much smoke my cigars very fast, and I do. And what I have found from my personal taste is if I go much below a 50, I can go to a 48 and still be okay. Pretty much anything below that on the ring gauge, and I smoke so fast, I turn the cigar bitter. So if I'm going, if somebody says, dude, I don't care if you don't like this size, you have to try it. It's a Lonsdale. I have to sit there and concentrate and not smoke it too fast, or I make it go bitter. So, you want to have some input on that there, sir? Yeah, I'll, I can touch briefly on The Panatella is a size that I particularly, I, I've enjoyed in the past. Um, it's not one that I would go to regularly. Just, again, and it's just all, that's, this one's just all out of personal preference. Um, if I have another option, I will take it, but I'm, I don't hate on the Panatella. Just, I, I know that I smoke cigars slow, and when I get a, a ring gauge in the 30s, it's going to be okay for me. So I can do that. Lonsdale, I, I quite like the Lonsdale size. Um, one of the, the dissonant cigars that I had, I actually picked up in Lonsdale. Um, and it's just because it is a slightly larger cigar than the Panatella at 6.5 by 42. It's, the ring gauge is a little thicker there. Uh, and, and I quite like the Lonsdale. I would put it right up there with the Corona Gorda for me. Although I think the Lonsdale, being a little longer, it if I'm not... I, I tend to forget that the Lonsdale is a longer cigar, and I tend yes, to very much so to not plan the time accordingly. <laughs> and then I'm well, looking at it, going, oh, "How much longer?" <laughs> as much as you uh, poke at me for being a fast smoker, I can definitely poke at you for being a yes. slow smoker. Yes, yes. The last size that is listed in here, and I highly recommend you guys read through this is the Grande, and I'm just not a fan of anything they consider Grande, and that's, it's just, it's too large. It is. It's, it, I know when I started, and it'd be interesting to see if Adam had the same thing happen. <clears throat> so when I started at the brick and mortar, then Adam and I 
worked at, I was given a task by the manager. And the task was, they were Fuentes. I do not remember the name of them. Uh, well, I don't remember the actual name of the cigar, whether it was a Lonsdale, but I remember the size. It was like a, uh, you'll hear people maybe say something like a Petite Robusto. That's a Robusto that's half the size of a standard Robusto. I was handed one of each that I think had a Connecticut wrapper, a Maduro wrapper, and I can't remember the third wrapper. And I was told, I want you to smoke these, and I'm going to tell you right off the bat that 60 to 70% of what you taste is going to be the wrapper. I want you to tell me, it's the same filler in all three cigars, I want you to tell me how different these cigars are. <laughs> did, did our manager do that with you, or no? No, but I had a very similar experience outside of that uh, that, that, okay. that I can share. Uh, there is a, you know, I'll, I'll put the brand name out there. I don't care. Um, Brickhouse, very, very popular brand. Uh, it's a, a, it's, you know, back, back in the day, it was a $5 cigar and people loved it. Absolutely loved it. I wanted to love it because it was a $5 cigar and I just never really, yeah. I never really loved it as much. And I think it was because at the time, maybe, um, I may have been a little bit, um, maybe spoils the word. Maybe it's not. Um, snobby. Snobby is yes. That's the word I was looking yeah, snobby for. Snobby is the better that's, word. Yes, that is spot too. on the word I was looking for. So I was a little snobby back then, and that may have played into it. But we were at an event. Uh, Bruno was at this event with me. Uh, we were having it was a JC Newman event, uh, and typically at these events, you know, the staff is obviously there, and usually we're we're smoking whatever is whoever's hosting the event. And this was a JC Newman event, but it was a brick house event. I'm not a fan of brick house. Um, one of my favorite people that I ever met while working at the brick and mortar was Wally, oh, Wally Beagle. Yep. So if you guys out there, if you know, Wally, Wally is a, such a solid, solid stand-up guy, uh, works with JC Newman, worked with Fuente. Uh, Wally was at this event and Wally asked me, he says, Adam, why aren't you smoking a brick house? And at the time, I don't think I was smoking anything. Uh, and I, I said, Wally, I really want to like Brickhouse. I just, I just really, I, I don't love it. Uh, he says, well, do me a favor. He says, do this for me. And he pulls out this Brickhouse that I'd never seen before. It was the standard Brickhouse, but it was in a petite Robusto size. Uh, I had <laughs> never seen, yes, it was, it was a Robusto ring gauge, but only about, I don't know, three, maybe four inches long. <laughs> Uh, wow. And, yeah, and at and at probably like fifty two, maybe ring gauge, whatever standard robusto ring gauges. He hands me this, and he says, "We only have these at these events." He said, "Try this one, see what you think." And I said, "Wally, for you, anything." So I <laughs> I cut it and lit it because you know Wally Wally's a great guy. I'm not about to tell Wally no. Um, <laughs> oh, I couldn't do it either. I couldn't tell him no. Yeah, it's difficult to tell Wally no. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, and so, you know, I clip it and I lit it and sure enough, my eyes just kind of lit up and Wally's standing there the whole time watching me and he sees my face and I look over and he's just got this big grin on his face and he goes, see, I told you. And it just blew my <laughs> mind how the change in size like that overall just completely changed the cigar. Um, it's not a thing I, I've thought on this many times. It's not a thing where I think that the the moment changed it where, Hey, I'm at this event. Everybody's having fun. This, this, any cigar would have been good. No, because I lit it up and literally it was something that you couldn't wipe the smile off my face. Um, that it was just that good. So size definitely can make a difference, a huge difference on some, on cigars. So, and that will tie that into how do you pick your size? It, you know, we've said this many times you, by this point, you guys probably already know it's going to be based on, what you enjoy personally and how you smoke your cigars. Very much so. You know, Bruno and I, we've learned how we smoke our cigars. And so we base it around that. Can I smoke a giant cigar? Yeah. Will I enjoy it as much? <laughs> Probably not. Can Bruno smoke no. small cigars? Yeah. He's not going to explode if he smokes a Corona Gorda. Will he enjoy it? Oh, how it? do you know that? <laughs> I don't, but will he enjoy it? No, he will smile and act like he's enjoying it, but he's yes. on the inside, he's probably not enjoying it at all because it's probably getting really no. bitter on him. You know, that's trial and error. You learn those type of things, and you learn, too. It's what just what feels good. A lot of it is, for me, there, there are times where I was holding a cigar in my hand, and it'll just feel really good in my hand. Uh, what was it, Bruno? We, we smoked something. Um, back on one of the early episodes that we both commented that it felt substantial in the hand. 
I don't remember what it was now. Oh God. It's uh Dude, you're younger than me. I can't remember what I had for lunch yeah, today. I know. And I have some mental issues, so um <laughs> <laughs> Well, we all have some mental right. issues if you want to go but that deep the, into it. But what, I, what I'm trying to get at there is sometimes you just hold it and you're just like, yep, yeah, yep, that just feels really nice in my hand. It, it, you know, anytime somebody hands me something of, of 60, like a grande or larger, it just oh, doesn't I feel right to me. Uh, no. And I've smoked, I've never gone above 60, but I've smoked 60s before either. in the past. Um, there was a time actually where I smoked a lot of nub, and nub is typically all 60 and above. Yeah. Um, but I will say I smoked the Bellicoso versions of those too, which in my head maybe made a difference. Uh, maybe it didn't. And Bellicoso, for, we, we didn't hit that. For anybody that doesn't know, Bellicoso is the size that a lot of people call it a torpedo. Uh, I think Bellicoso has a little more of a rounded, um, a rounded tip to it than the torpedo. The torpedo is, is pointy. Bellicoso has got a little bit more roundness to the head of the cigar or to the cap. Yes. Uh, so I would... I, in my head, that made a difference. It maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But I just don't don't care for personally larger ring gauge cigars. I don't either. I, from my perspective, I don't think they have as much flavor. I remember at the brick and mortar we had. Oh God, why am I not going to remember the brand? But we used to call it the little firecracker. This cigar was not very big. It was maybe four by. Is that the La Palina? No, I think this was an Illusioni cigar. Oh, I can't remember, but hmm. the thing is, there are certain cigars that I will force myself to buy the smaller size. Yeah. And <clears throat> the reason I do that is I know that I love the taste and the flavor of the wrapper more than the filler. Than the filler. And the, and yes. Yeah, the, the wrapper is, you know, 60, 70, 80% of the flavor. So I'll, there are times if, I, if you really want to see how a cigar tastes, then you can handle a smaller cigar. And what I mean by what I say handle is, you know, I have to be conscious not to, like, act like I'm sucking down a beer. Oh, wait, did I just admit I drink a lot? <laughs> no, wait a minute. Bourbon and beer? Well, hey, just as a, as a side note, because I know we haven't said a joke on this podcast yet. And my wife found the perfect joke for me. Oh, nice. So yeah. I am down to five liquids that I drink. Wine, beer, whiskey, mostly bourbon, water, and coffee. She found a meme that basically said the same thing. And it says, which makes you either drunk, jittery, or hydrated. So... <laughs> Nice. Depends on it depends on what time of day. If it's during yeah. work hours, I'm probably gonna be hydrated and a little jittery. Yep. If it's gonna be at night, probably maybe a little drunk. So <laughs> ah, we'll leave that. Very up. nice. Very nice. Bruno's wife always contributing to the podcast. <laughs> she still does. <laughs> yeah. So that and it's interesting. I would and like Adam said, this the link will be on there. Go in there and read about some of the different, you know, there's a pyramid, a bellicoso, a torpedo, a perfecto, and the sizes, the shapes are just a little different than, you know, just your standard cigar with a round end. Yep. A pyramid looks a little different. Yep. Definitely go in there and read up, but the whole point of us going over this was as we try and appeal to the beginning beginner cigar smoker, somebody that's new to this. You should understand that there are different sizes out there. You should understand that no size, no matter what somebody says to you, no size is right for you until you figure right. that out on your own. Size does matter. I, it does to, to you, you and to you. Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's where I was hoping you were going to take that is yes, size does matter, but it's up to you to find out what that size is that matters to you. Um, try them, exactly. try them all until you find. And there's, and, and and we keep. I think something just popped in my head, Bruno. Is we make it sound like there's only going to be one specific size for you, and that's not true. Uh-uh. I love a Corona Gorda. Not true at but all. I am a complete sucker for a Bellicoso. I, I really enjoy Bellicoso. Uh, I know. I mean, there are multiple sizes that I like, and but I know what I don't like. That's the biggest thing is find what you Correct. don't like because when you cut the cigar and, and you sit down to smoke that cigar, you don't want to be miserable because you don't like that size. So find what you don't like. That's the easy part. Find that, you know, the stuff you do like, yeah, cool. There's going to be multiples. I would agree. There's going to be multiples. Because 
the thing is, I have found for me, and this is what you need to find out on your own, that if I really want, if I'm trying a new brand, if I really want to know where I'm going to have the optimum taste for what I'm smoking, I know that I'm going to look for a Robusto. There are other sizes like a Toro that's just slightly bigger than a Robusto that, you know, I'll go to that if I have to, if they don't have the Robusto size. But I know for me, and Adam has watched me, I can, most people tell you a Robusto is about an hour. I can do it in about <laughs> half an hour, maybe 35 minutes, because yep. yes, I do smoke fast. But that is the size where if I want to try something new, I'm going to look for that size because I know that that size is optimal for, my, for me, for how fast I smoke, for the tastes I'm looking for. So you, you have to figure that out for yourself. Yeah, 100% correct. Get out there and try them all. Yeah, that's always the fun. <laughs> you know, the, the nice thing about all this uh, experimentation that you're going to do as you start to cigar smoke is um, there's really no bad experiences. There's going to be times you're like, yeah, well, I made that go bitter. Yeah. So just a mental note. But even all the experimentation I've done over the years on what's my favorite brand, what's my favorite size, what cut do I like the best, it, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's been like bad research. It's been kind of It's fun always fun. Research. Yeah, man. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I, I totally agree. You try all these different things, and sometimes you, you get one that just knocks it out of the park. And that's amazing. And then sometimes you have one that maybe just doesn't float your boat. It, even yeah. still, though, when it's when it's I, it's hard to say, you know, I, that's got me thinking. Have you ever had a cigar where you're just like, man, that's a bad cigar? Only once. I at one of the episodes, I said one time yeah. in my cigar smoking career that I start yes. to. And I think it was it's funny because I remember it was supposed to be a knockoff of the Hoyo de Monterey Epicure number two. Yep. It's supposed to be the same taste. I lit it up expecting <laughs> that and got about a third into it and went, oh, my God, this is terrible. And I threw it away. Yeah. yeah. And, and it sucks to have those moments, but hopefully they're going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. And ho but hopefully there are a few Not and far often. between. So from that, Bruno, let, let's pivot. And, you know, yeah. we, we, we have gone two weeks without uh, since the last episode. What, uh, what have you smoked over the last two weeks? Anything that, that really stuck with you? I mean, we're, we're not talking yeah. detailed reviews. No, nope, we're not going to These are going to be, you're telling your buddy about a new cigar. So the two that I want to go over is just my regular smoke. I know Adam has done that. I've done that a little bit, but there are, and you'll see me with um, one of them on the website, pictured in hand. My two biggest go-to cigars are the Olivia Connecticut Robusto which is a, definitely a mild cigar, yep. but it is a go-to cigar for me. And the other one that I still think as a little hidden gem is the El Rey de Mundo Oscuro. Nice. It's just, it's a 6x54, so it is a little bigger than I normally go for. But man, it is a medium to full-bodied yeah. cigar. So, had a friend down over the weekend, you know, at the cigar. Here's... Here's the other cool thing that I'll just touch on for a couple seconds. Yeah. You know, I told you I went to a cigar event to a, at a brick and mortar about a week and a half, two weeks ago. The fun in that is you go into the humidor and you say, hey, what do you have new? What do you recommend? What is the staff pick for the day? And I came out of there with another five or six cigars that I'll smoke and we'll talk about on the podcast. And that's the other fun of going, supporting your local brick and mortar. And going to some of their different events. <clears throat> yeah. But over the weekend, I got reminded of another cigar that I enjoy. And I'd say it's medium to full-bodied. And another very, very close friend of mine, when him and I discovered the Hoya de Monterey Epicure number two together. And as you know, Adam pointed out about a week or a half, two weeks ago, the places that we buy these from, they're in stock. But I could never... Hey, what you're asking. <laughs> Prices are through the these roof. Days. And my friend found another one, the Hoy de Monterey Epicure Selection, which is not the Cuban version. It's the, I believe it's the Honduran it version. Yes. And what I found is, you know, a Hoy de Monterey. Okay, so we're going to go off on a tangent for a minute. Sorry, because <laughs> this just popped into my head. We're at 30 minutes. We're not doing We're bad. not doing bad. So. No, not at all. 
and I'm gonna be interested to get. Oh, dang my. Yeah. Um. Sorry. It's okay. Squirrel. Yep. Anyways, this is going to bring me down a path that Adam will pick on very quickly because he's a very intelligent man, <laughs> and he's going to expand on it with me. He's put a Monterey Epicure selection on Durin. And those of you that are actually paying attention are going to go, wait a minute, I thought you said the Hoya de Monterey was a Cuban. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Yeah. So, what does that mean? There are a large number of the major old brands that have a Cuban version and a non-Cuban version. That non-Cuban version is only sold in the United States. Hoya de Monterey. Bolivar, Cohiba, um, Romeo and Julieta, uh, H. Upman, who else? Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo. There are a number of them that are only sold in the United States, and the reason for that is since we have an embargo on Cuba with their cigars, they can't sue any company selling a what they would want to call a knockoff brand in the United States, because since we don't recognize that they sell cigars, which are yummy, and I'm not going to deny no. that. They can't do anything about it. So what I've always had some interesting discussions, and I'd be interested to get Adam's take on this, is what happens when Cuban cigars are no longer under <laughs> the embargo and they're legal? What's going to happen to these other brands? So yeah. pick it up from there. Yeah, it's, it's going to be that. very interesting when that time finally does finally does come uh and to be completely honest you know i'm in no rush for it to come because anybody that that Me any, anybody that's in the cigar culture that, that smokes cuban cigars you know that it's the not so hidden secret uh you can get cuban cigars now when they finally do get they, the embargo is finally lifted uh because i don't want to say legalized because they're not illegal it's an embargo when the, right. It's just an yes, embargo. When the embargo is finally lifted and Cuban cigars can legally be brought into the United States, it's going to cause complete havoc because companies like, like General Cigar, who own trademarks on things, I think General, General own Romeo. Um, I think so. I'm yeah, sure I, they I, do. I'm on the spot and I can't remember. So General owns a number of trademarks for traditional Cuban um, cigars uh, for the name. The name and the the band, the logos, things like that. So, companies like General are going to probably throw a giant fit, and there's probably gonna be a lot of legal ramifications when these cigars are when the embargo is lifted, and you can buy Cuban Romeo and Julietas. Uh, you know, General Cigars gonna say, "Hey, we own the copyright for that. You can't sell that here," um, and it's going to cause complete havoc. It's gonna be a mess. Uh, something that, you know, I think me personally working in a brick and mortar at one point, I would hate to have, have to have dealt with. Um, I'm in no hurry to see that embargo lifted. Uh, if I want Cuban cigars, they are obtainable. It's not like they're completely off the map. If you want to spend the money, you can get them. Trust me. It's out there. It's oh, very much. It's so. not that hard. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Um, other than the pricing. You know, I'm okay with having to to go through a little <laughs> extra legwork to get them. Uh, I just wish the price would come down. Just because it is going to, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, I think, really wreck the cigar market in the U.S. if the embargo is ever lifted. I could not agree with that more. It's um, because the interesting thing is, you know, my friend who was down, you know, I gave him one of mine. And he had some of his Hoya de Monterey Epicure selections with him which is the Honduran version which I'd had before but I forgot how good it was and it's kind of a and this is the fun thing about cigar smoking it's kind of a trade <laughs> you know I gave him one he gave me yeah. two so it was definitely worth the trade and I smoked one and I really did forget how much I enjoyed it definitely you know it was a Robusto great even burn I would consider it medium as you get down you know in the la into the last 30 or 40 percent of the gar cigar it does it gets a little a little more towards a uh, full bodied which i enjoy but i forgot how much i really enjoyed the cigar it's a very very good cigar very strong cigar as far as just flavor i don't mean strong as in strength 
I mean, just a it's a good brand. It's got a great taste, or at least it did to me. So, and I'll be interested to see if um, what Adam thinks. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to pick some up. So, uh, to be continued on that on the uh, the Hoyo Epicure selection. I've got uh, got a few I'm looking at that I'm probably going to pick up uh, this evening. So we'll see how it goes, and I will keep you posted. So other than that, Bruno, over the last two weeks, anything else jump out at you that you had? Good or bad? I did try... <clears throat> yeah, I did try the uh, West Tampa Red that you had yes, recommended. Yes, that was, that was one just for the listeners here. I picked up uh, West Tampa Red um, because I had seen a lot of chatter on social media about it. And it was at, at a local place, saw them, and said, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. So I picked up, uh, I think I picked up a couple just to, just in case it was really good. And I had the first one and actually texted Bruno while I was smoking it and said, hey, if you see this, pick them up. Uh, I wish I would have been in a place where I could have taken some better notes. Uh, but I personally really, really liked the West Tampa Red. Uh, Rick Rodriguez is doing some cool stuff with West Tampa uh, Cigar Company. And if you don't know that name, Rick was with, I believe he was with General for, let me look at my notes, because I was just re- reading about this. Don't remember. Um, yeah. So Rick was with uh, with General Cigar for around 25 years, I think. He was the uh, CAO brand ambassador and blender. Uh, so Rick is somebody that's been in the industry for a long time, spent a lot of time with General Cigar Company, and he decided, you know what, I'm going to branch out on my own and started West Tampa Tobacco Company. Now, I've only had the West Tampa Red so far. I'm hoping to, I think there's the black and the white, maybe. Hoping to pick those up uh, whenever I see them. But the, I'm with, the, to me, the West Tampa Red, I, like I said, I wish I took better notes and I could give a better review on it. But I had a week where I had a lot of company around. Uh, it was my birthday week. I had some family and some friends. And I didn't want to be rude and be like, hey, I'm smoking a cigar. You guys got to wait. I have to take notes. Um, but I liked it enough to text Bruno in the middle of it and say, if you see these, pick them up. So that's my thought on the West Tampa Red. Yeah. Sorry to, to take over. Do you want to expand upon your text? Your text said, hey, if you see some of these, pick them up. But I bought the last <laughs> of the Robustos that were yes. in the brick and mortar, which <laughs> I he did. did. I think I ended up there like three or three weeks after he told me. So I had to buy the, the one yeah, size Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I did enjoy it. I it was a good cigar. I would call it about medium. Um, it was a little mm-hmm. spicy to me, which I very much enjoy. The only downfall is is it did not have an even burn. I did have it tunnel yeah. on me a couple times, which was disappointing because mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. And just when Adam and I are doing these reviews, just because we say. You know, it tunneled on us. That doesn't mean every no, because cigar tunneled in the, the brand. The West that Tampa, means that yeah, specific the, the one. The few that did. I had, I had no burn problems with. I was really, really happy with right. mine. So, yeah, keep that in mind. If we say something like that, doesn't mean they're all going to do it. No, it doesn't. Because guess who wraps them? They're yeah. called humans. <laughs> and humans aren't yep. perfect. And humans don't do the same exact thing every yeah. single time. And it could have something to do with the filler. Could have something to do with the wrapper. Maybe it wasn't when they wrapped it. It did something bizarre while they were doing it. Cigar making is not you just sit on it at a table and roll. Yes, it's it's very detailed, complicated than that. So just because it tunneled on me does not mean it's going to tunnel on you. But overall, even though it did tunnel on me, I really enjoyed the cigar. Like I said, to me, it was about a medium bodied and really good flavor like i said it, it i found it a little yeah. spicy which yep. is kind of cool that's all how about you so what i've had a you lot had? i was telling bruno off the air i've had some stress around work and i think i mentioned at the beginning of this podcast so you know my relax in the evening has been have a cigar and forget about the day at work uh so i've had a few and i made i tried to go through this week and just remember what i had so uh, there were a few that were that were notable that are worth talking about. One that I'm really excited about, and that'll be the first one. Um, it's since we've already talked about the West Tampa Red, I'll just move on to my my next one. And this was a cigar by Foundation Cigars, uh, the Charter Oak Maduro. So it's another one that I've seen a lot of chatter about on social media that I hadn't had. Um, I'm I'm a fan of Foundation's Tabernacle line. Uh, so going in right away, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I like Tabernacle. So I was at the B and M. And I saw the Charter Oak Maduro, and I picked one up, and then I looked at the price on it, and it was $5. So I'm like, you know what? 
I'm going to pick up a handful because they're $5. (laughs) And and I am so glad that I did because the first one that I cut and uh, I toasted the foot and immediately that broadleaf Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper on that just, oh, so flavorful and just, just decadent flavors. It was phenomenal. And I'm looking at the cigar going, there's no way this is a $5 cigar. These things could not be priced. They must have been priced wrong. And after some research uh, this week on the internet, they were not priced wrong. That is the kind of the, the MSRP is right around five, six bucks. Um, and so Charter Oak Maduro, it comes in a natural. I haven't had the natural yet. I'm probably going to pick that up this week. Uh, I'm typically not a a mild cigar smoker, but the Maduro was so good that I wanted to know what the, the natural was like. Uh, it was probably a good medium body. Uh, flavor wise, it was just full on Maduro. I mean... It was it was sweet. It was a little bit a little. I say bitter, but that's not really maybe the right the right word. I say bitter is in dark chocolate. Um, it was phenomenal. It's another one that you know. Next time I will sit and take better notes. Uh, all these were stress relievers after work. Then I really didn't want to be looking at a laptop, so I just said, you know what, I'm going to cut the cigar, um, and I'm going to enjoy the cigar. And I did. So Charter Oak Maduro. I'm a big fan, uh, especially at the price. If you see it, scoop it up. Uh, I've got. A, a couple more, Bruno, and we'll see what you got. Um, that I'll go quick on these. So, as I talked about in the last episode, my birthday was coming up. Uh, I did, in fact, pick me up a, a birthday, a nice birthday cigar. Uh, I, I have to give credit, I have to give some props <laughs> to my wife. Um, I was in the humidor and I went and I really I had it in my head for my birthday. I wanted to smoke, I wanted just an opus. That was what I wanted for my birthday. So, I go in the humidor, they don't have any opus. So I grab a handful of other things. And that's actually when I, I picked up the West Tampa Red. I picked up the Charter, uh, Charter Maduro. I picked up a handful of things. And as I'm leaving or getting ready to walk out, I look in the, uh, the it's a walk-in humidor, and there is a, a customer service counter, uh, maybe not customer service counter, but there's a customer counter in the humidor where the employees tend to be. And it's a glass counter. And I look inside, and there's Opus Lost City. Um, and my eyes light up. So I looked at it, and it's the Opus Lost City um, pyramid size, which I'm okay with. And then I looked at the price, and I thought, "Huh, maybe I shouldn't do this um, because it was—it was—they were not cheap." So I went out. I found my wife who was shopping for some wine. She said, "Do you get what you want?" I said, "No, not really." I said, "I wanted an Opus, but all they had was the Lost City, and it's probably a little more than you want me to spend tonight." She said, "Well, how much was it?" And I told her. She said, "You know what? It's your birthday. If that's what you want, go get it." I said, well, I've got a handful of other cigars. She said, yeah, I know. Go, go, get, go get what you want. So I'm like, oh, my God, Abe, you're the best. Um, so my birthday cigar, after all that, was Opus Lost City Pyramid. And there's no need to go into any detailed review. You know it was good. Uh, and it was. It was phenomenal. I sat. Um, the only thing that I wish was different about it was I wish I would have I had someone else to hang out with while I smoked it. Uh, just because I ended up having that in the, the early morning of my birthday. My wife was at work. Um, didn't have anybody to hang out with. My son came out and hung out with me about midway through, uh, which was nice. I know. Hey, I would, I, if you were, you would have been there. I, I know. <laughs> um, so the Opus Lost City was amazing. And then that night, uh, I had the Tatsuahe Veracu Blue, which the Tatsuahe Veracu was always a great cigar. It's like the, it's very similar to the Havana Six, the Nobles. Uh, I think it's just a different size of the Nobles, actually. Uh, but the Veracu Blue. Oh man, that was, that was one, excuse me, uh, that was one that I cut lit and I had, I had company, we're sitting in the backyard, so I, I couldn't just focus on the cigar, but I lit it and immediately there was this hit of, it was salty and sweet, it was, oh, it was so good, sweet and savory, just right off the bat, I mean, salty to the point of like, I really, it reminded me of being at the ocean, being at the beach and getting some water, some ocean water in your mouth. That's what, immediately what I thought of. Yeah, it was crazy, but it was so, so good. That is interesting. Um, it was so good. The Veracruz Blue was, was another one that, I mean, as you can tell, I'm, I'm gushing over it. It was, it was very, very good. Yes. I, really? <laughs> gushing? Yeah. Yeah, the Veracruz mm-hmm. Blue was good. So. Go ahead. Yeah. You said something that interested me, and it's probably going to be one of the yeah. last things yeah. we'll go over, but we'll see, because we're at about 45 minutes. You said a five dollars to go. Okay. Yes. So bargain hunting. Ah, as, yes. As uh, my infamous <laughs> partner here put in 
our notes section, cheap cigars are good and good cigars aren't cheap. Yeah. Well, I call BS And, on and that. I do to a point. This is an area that, for as long as I can remember, has been something that I have I've battled back and forth with. Um, when I started smoking cigars, I, I've said this before, I started smoking cigars, and shortly after, I got my dad smoking cigars with me uh, just to have somebody to smoke with. Uh, he was not a cigar guy. He smoked cigars through, through the boom, and then when the boom kind of went away, he stopped. I started smoking cigars, and it was a chance for he and I just to sit and enjoy cigars together. My dad is a bargain shopper. He would get the Cigars International catalog, and he would go through and find how many cigars he could get for the least amount of money. And it annoyed the shit out of me. This day, he's, <laughs> he still will do that. I will take him premium, premium cigars, and he will get more excited about whatever he could just get a box of for $29. He doesn't care what I just handed him. Um, and I love him to death for it. Because uh, I I try a lot of cheap cigars because he he buys them and, and there are when I wrote that that was more of a question because I have come to realize that you can't judge a cigar oh, yeah. by price a lot of times you can't a lot of times I, I have it in my head that you can but there will be that cigar that always comes out and says nope you can't do that and the the Charter Oak really did that to me when I picked it up and saw it was five dollars my expectations dropped tremendously because I'm like it's a five dollar cigar. Um, Yep. You, should, you not. should not do no. that, as you well know. You should but not. And that's where even to the point I've I've got to where if I go, if I'm going to visit friends or if I'm going to visit my daddy, then I do this. Um, I did this with Bruno when we hung out a few weeks ago. If I stop somewhere and buy cigars along the way, I guarantee you I'm tearing the price tags off before I hand the person the cigar. Because I don't want to hand them the cigar and then look at the price and say, oh, man, Adam just gave me a $14 cigar. This is going to be good. Maybe it's good. Maybe maybe you're going to hate it. Um, yeah. You could very easily hate, yeah. It, hate it. Yeah. So, you know, I've tried to get myself out of that habit. But with the Charter Oak, I, again, I, when I picked it up, I looked at it and said, that's $5. My expectations kind of, the bar lowered. Uh, and it shouldn't have because when I cut that and when I toasted the foot and I started smoking it, I was blown away by it. So, you know, good cigars aren't cheap. Cheap cigars aren't good. It's not a rule, I wouldn't say. Um, no, there are not. definitely exceptions to, to that statement. And, and I think that's, that's part of the, it's almost, I think fun at this point is finding that kind of gym, that hidden gym cigar. That's just, nobody's really caught onto yet that you can still get. I mean, it's hard to find any cigar at, at the $5 price point at the, at, in this day that those are just, they're so. the white whale of, of the cigar culture. Is that, that really good $5 cigar. I remember when Brickhouse came out, that was their tagline was, you know, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it's less, less you know, the world needs a good $5 cigar and those days are just gone. Um, you know, it's really hard to find a $5 cigar. They are, but what I did notice when I was down at the brick and mortar, and this is what I recommend our listeners do is there are times when a new cigar will come out. It could be a boutique cigar. Most of the time I think they are boutiques and you know, maybe they have one cigar they've released, and what you find is that it's not real popular because mm-hmm. people don't know about it. Maybe you know it's a, a $12, $14 stick, and people are like, oh, I don't know this company. I don't want to try it, which yes. <laughs> for me, I want to yes. try everything. And what happens is they sit there, and they sit there, and they sit there, and then the brick yeah, and mortar will put them on. They've got to clear the shelf somehow. Back. you got to make room for the stuff that does sell. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, one of my go-to cigars is a Factory 49 oh, nice. throwout. <laughs> I remember the, the Factory 49s. I will still yeah, smoke I mean, those. And they're like, uh, what? It was like $30, $30 a bundle. For a yeah, bundle of 20 I mean, it is not a... It's they're a, like a $2, yeah, $2 cigar. It's a $2 cigar. It's mixed filler. And that's something we'll talk about in a future episode. What does mixed filler mean? We'll, we'll cut, that's that's a whole right. a whole segment onto itself. We won't get into that. We don't oh, have yeah. time right now. But it's it's a mixed filler cigar. And typically, I see mixed filler, and immediately I kind of, the snob in me rolls, you know, internal eye roll, <laughs> and, and I move on. And I and I really shouldn't. And I know I'm bad about that. But I'm, no, I know that that's me personally. I know I am bad about that. I am. I am a very snobby cigar smoker and I, at times I am my own worst enemy over that there. I will pick things up that I will not buy Yes, because the snob in me just kind of eye rolls it. And I'm like, Nope, I will go over here and <laughs> do that. I with know. Me and I'm, and I'm trying, you. I really try. I know that I do that and, I, and I'm trying to get better with it because there are things that 
you, you never know until you try it. I could tell you this cigar is amazing. You may smoke it and say, you know what? It's, it's not that good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's yeah, exactly. less than amazing. Um, or vice versa. You know I mean? Say, this, this cigar is garbage. And it's up to you to try it. And you, my garbage, you may, maybe your gym. Um, that's what, one of the things I love about, about the cigar hobby is that it's so personalized. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to go down, down that rabbit hole right now. I think I've, I've covered that many of times that, that whole, you know, you make it, you make it what you want out of it. You know, there is no right. There's no wrong. It's all subjective. And that's what's so perfect about it. Uh, so with that, you know, where are we on time? I can't see. Okay. Yeah. We're at 50. So eh, we're, we yeah. need to start wrapping it up. There was a couple of things we'll we save. didn't get to that we yeah. will cover yeah, we'll save those in the future. Episode. A lot more, I think. I do think we need to talk a little, a lot more about cigar culture. Yes. Some of the terms that we yeah. use. Cigar, wood and all cigar that culture kind of is so one we'll, that is we'll one that I that. use regularly, and I'm not going to get into it right now. But we've never defined it. What is cigar culture? There is, yeah, yep. there's a lot to that. And and last, you know what? I'll save this. I do have one cigar I had that that didn't wow me, but I'll I'll save that. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, I don't want it to sound like we, that. I gush about every cigar I have because I really don't. <laughs> Uh, trust me on that. I just tend to just, I know what I like and I stick with that. So it's easy to gush over the things you already know you like, but I did try something new this week that I wasn't crazy about. So we'll save that for, uh, for the next episode. Cause I definitely yes. have some notes about it. So we're going to, yes, we're yeah. going to wrap it up. Um, Adam will talk about the logistical part and when yeah. it's going to be posted and as usual, please give us your feedback. We're always, if you have specific questions, Make sure you ask us. We'll do our best to research it, find out. There, we don't know everything about the cigar culture and cigar We're smoking. Nerds. We know a lot. We will do research but, for you if need be. <laughs> yes, we will figure yeah, it out. Yeah, so thank you guys if you've made it this far in episode five. Thank you again. Uh, I know a lot of you are, are powering yes, through these. Thank and, you very and much. Thank you. It means a lot every time that I'm able to look at some stats on our podcast and see that, hey, people are really listening to this, Bruno. Uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah, um, it's really it cool fun. to see that it's not just Bruno and I listening to it. <laughs> so thank thank you guys. Seriously, it means right. a lot. Um, you know, check out the social media side. We're on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Um, we do, Facebook pretty much links to our Instagram. So I use Instagram primarily. Uh, I like posting cigar pictures and they just post to Facebook. But if you're on Facebook, we are on Facebook. Maybe we can build a community out there like us uh we're on twitter i'm trying to use that more and we do have the website which is the cigar match where we've got a bunch of blog entries we're doing uh much more detailed reviews out there uh things that we can really we don't want to spend the a full segment giving a full detailed review about a cigar uh where but we have no problem writing that and it's out there there's a couple reviews i've got some blog posts that i'm working on that'll be coming up so you know check out the website the cigar match um, you know, comment, send us some feedback, whatever. But yeah, you guys, uh, yep. so that's going to be, the, we're going to wrap there. Episode five is in the books. Uh, I will get this edited yep. up and you should see this by the time you guys probably, this should hit your pod catchers, uh, sometime tomorrow afternoon. So you guys have a, have a good right. one and we'll talk in two weeks. Keep smoking good cigars. All right. Yes. Thanks everybody. Have fun.